Hey, in the immortal words of Judy Brown, Avenue is a choice. And we're happy you're spending some time with us. Us being Chip and Zay right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered today. A free-for-all football Friday. We are previewing Texas and Kansas State. What appears to me, Zay, to be a winner-take-all elimination game in the race for the Big 12 championship. I hope Texas understands that because it's all on the line tomorrow at 11 a.m. And there is, there's a lot to get into today. Um, but uh, how is my man Zay the right call call you're doing on a free-for-all football Friday? I mean, I was good. And then you go and talk about JT Sanders re-aggravating that ankle injury and Chris Jones, you know, Christian Jones, excuse me, he might be dealing with an injury himself. Ah, yeah, not feeling too good, man. Our guy Lance Taylor got Kansas State in this game. We talked to him yesterday. and You mentioned Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. He picked Kansas State too. So it's like, damn, man. Uh, not feeling too good, you know, probably from now until tomorrow around 3.30 when we know the end result in Texas, Kansas State. But, hey, I'm alive. I'm living. What's Rodney Terry say? It's a good day to be alive, gentlemen. So hey, I can't knock that, man. I can't that's knock what, that. That's uh, what every day we get is a gift. Nothing's promised. Um, our man, Sean Adams, RIP right. Sean Adams. Uh, reminds us of that every day and the great Judy Brown reminds us of that every day and so last night I uh you know as I was telling you all a second ago my wife's like hey like literally right after the radio show she's like we gotta go I'm like what and she's like we got to go. We're going to see Queen tonight in Dallas. And I'm like, what? Wow. So we we get in the car. We drive up there. And I'm a, I'm a huge Queen guy, huge Freddie Mercury guy. I thought he was a musical genius. If anyone's seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, um, you get a little bit of, you know, a, it kind of Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man are kind of similar. Elton John's story, both their, you know, their parents didn't understand them. They hear they heard music all the time in their heads. They had to write it down all the time. They sat at the piano. The music just came out. And Freddie Mercury, of course, wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. And when that song came out, the record industry didn't know what to do with it. It was six minutes and 37 seconds long. It didn't sound like anything that had ever come out before. Freddie Mercury said, if you don't take this single, you're not getting another single. You're never getting another album. And he forced the industry not only to take that record, but they made their own video. They paid the money out of their own pocket because back in that day, they, you know, the for the music shows on television called uh, like Night at the Pops. It was an English show. Yeah, They would cut everything down to like, you know, the, the bare minimum, but queen made this revolutionary video that everyone was so like, wow, that everyone played the full length of it. It was all Freddie Mercury's genius. And then, you know, one hit after another from 
you know, we will rock you to another one bites the dust. We are the champions. Like for sports, Queen came up with three stadium anthems and we will rock you. We are the champions. Every time there's a world championship one day, you hear we are the champions. Yeah. And all you need to hear is that foot stomping at the beginning of we will rock you and you know that that's coming. Yo, man, big time Queen fan. What does he say on the first uh, opening lyrics of We Will Rock You? Because all I know is... <laughs> That's all I've ever gotten, and it's fire. I've always loved that song, but yeah, man, I need to know the lyrics because I'm you know sure what? you and your wife are out there. See, you looking them up. Come on, man. That ain't authentic. No, I... I'm just trying to make sure. Buddy, you're a boy. Make a big noise playing in the street. Gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face. You big disgrace. Yeah, I know that your can all over the place. Oh, man. Yeah, that's fire. That's my joint right there. Yeah. I was... Uh, so Adam Lambert is now singing, playing the role of Fred, Freddie Mercury for Queen. He was... You know, on American Idol, he finished second to some guy I don't even remember. Like, I'm like, how did Adam Lambert finish second? Because that guy's voice is one of a kind. And it was really cool because Brian May, who's the guitarist for Queen, who's all those guitar jams that you hear in all the their biggest hits. The guy's a supreme guitarist and last night he called when he introduced adam lambert he said this is our you know gift from freddie in heaven i thought that was so cool like yeah. he said you know freddie sent us adam to keep this going and to because no one's ever going to be as flamboyant as freddie mercury the guy owned the stage but you know adam lambert can sing it like uh like freddie so that uh i had to share that with you because yeah man i appreciate that it was it was big and i just sent the we are the champions video to our group text yeah with uh brian may wearing the rangers jersey because yeah uh, who the hell's chris allen that's the dude that yeah. adam lambert lost to i don't know where he is i don't even remember and i watched that season i think oh nine yeah yeah. I don't even remember Chris Allen. How though? Yeah, if it ain't Clay Aiken or Ruben, Ruben Stuttered, Stuttered or my uh, what's my girl's name? Cowboy Carrie Underwood, man. Kelly Clarkson. Oh, yeah. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, love me some uh, Kelly Clarkson, man. Absolutely. That's kind of Chris Daughtry. See now you're just saying names. I don't think Carrie Underwood won either. Yeah. Did she, but she was going to make it. Those legs, man. That she oh. was going to make it no matter what. It didn't you matter. kidding me? Yeah, 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 it didn't matter if she won or not. They were like, you know what? You don't need to win. You're going to make it. You'll be fine. And Yeah, yeah. look at her now. Sunday her now. Night football. I love looking at her now. Oh, my gosh. She's incredible. We were talking about the other day. Trey Elling, which he should get some of his World Series money taken away for this. He had no idea what Carrie Underwood looked like. That's ridiculous. Oh, that's a, that's I a, think he's lying. 
he is lying. Yeah, his wife teeth. must listen to the show every day, and he might be a little whip more than we know, so he has to be careful with who he finds attractive or who he says he finds attractive on the airwaves here. But, yeah, man, that's some bogus stuff right there. And Carrie Underwood, she's a gem. I'm trying to – oh, okay, wait. Yo, did they play um, Fat Bottom Girls? Oh yeah, That's why I always love Queen. They like that big booty women. I'm gonna, I'm gonna back in the day where that wasn't a thing. Queen said, "No, nah, y'all out here looking for them skinny minis. I need me a thick one." And I was like, okay, Queen. What was that? Like seventy something? Come on, man. White boys weren't checking out the booty like that. Queen paved the way for dudes, man. Before oh, yeah. uh, big butts, you cannot lie. Joints like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, Fat Bottom Girls. I've always loved that song just because I love me a good Fat Bottom Girl. <laughs> All right, so he sang that literally right in front of us. Okay, you ready? You ready for this? Yeah. Because we're going to do some ghetto. Oh, we're going ghetto bootleg again, huh? We're going ghetto bootleg <laughs> just because that's kind of how we roll. Um, I feel like the people appreciate that, man. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. I think they appreciate going a little old school, you know what I'm saying? Oops. Who's that? That's Adam Lambert. Okay. Oh, yeah, y'all got good seats, too, man. Your woman, she ride or die, man. Took oh, it to the right Lions next game. to the stage. Got y'all right next to the stage. You had no idea either. You were about to just sit back, relax, probably watch that nasty-ass possum in Texas Tech Stadium. And instead, you went to the Queen concert. That's pretty damn cool, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. There's our uh, there's our chip shot for today. Thanks, everybody. Oh, yeah, we doing a chip shot early? Oh, yeah. Shoes, man. All right. Got a little carried away there. <laughs> What's up, CB? Okay, she won. Carrie Underwood won. Okay. My bad. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't quite remember. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah Rodney. Our man Rodney Rodriguez saw Queen at Coda for F1. Adam Lambert kicking ass. Yeah, that was uh, that was a that was a good show. Um, all right, so um, CB says uh, Michigan is saying Ohio State snitched on him. Of course they did. Yeah, of what? course they did. Ohio State is a snake pit. It is full of snakes and lizards and crickets and other things that you can't stand. Yeah. That's, that's what you get in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, straight up. If we had somebody, if Oklahoma or A&M was doing some crazy shit and we had the snitch down here. Oh, well, part of the game. You got caught. Don't get caught. 
Don't let somebody find out. You know what I'm saying? That's weak. Michigan pointing out Ohio State as the snitch. Yeah, of course they snitching. Y'all beat them the last two years. If y'all going to do something illegal and they find out, hell yeah, they going to tell. So they could get the one up on you. Like, come on, man. That ain't nothing. Yeah. yeah. Is this guy Stallions related to Megan the Stallion? No. Yeah. No, I don't think he is. Yeah, I mean, I saw Megan the Stallion at uh, ACL. Oh, what a woman! She is what a woman. All that. Yeah, Tory Lane deserves life. The dude that shot her, he deserves life, life for harming that woman in any way. You, if you bump into Megan the Stallion and she accidentally falls down, you deserve at least five to ten. At least. Oh yeah, that's how gorgeous and. Great, that woman is, and she's a Texan, so yeah, I got a little bit more love for Meg the Stallion than others, but yeah, man, she's you saw her at ACL, man. I know that thing was rumping and jumping and shaking and moving. And, whew. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we having a good show, man. We talking Carrie Underwood, we talking Meg the Stallion. That's what I'm talking about. See, now I'm feeling better about Texas tomorrow. You got me in a See, good mood. We may talk ourselves into it, Zay. We may talk ourselves into it. We're talking about some beautiful things right here. And maybe we, that's going to make my mind feel like we're going to see some beautiful football from the Texas Longhorns tomorrow. I don't know. Well, okay, so CB, yes. So didn't DKR accuse Barry Switzer of spying in Texas practice? Yes, he did have a spy. That's true. Switzer basically admitted that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it goes back. It's, it's got history. Um, Frank, who was injured at practice. I reported in the insider, uh, this week that JT Sanders aggravated the ankle injury. I think he's still going to try and play. Christian Jones has an injury that he's going to play through. Um, it was a rough week at practice, but I heard it got better as the week went on. I heard Tuesday's practice was awful. Heard Wednesday's practice was better. And then Thursday's practice that, you know, they're, they're getting it. So it's going to be, look, if Texas has its mind, right. Like they did when they went to Alabama, Texas is going to be fine tomorrow. You know, they, what, what K-State does best is what Texas does best. K-State runs the ball. Texas stops the run. No one has run on Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy. And what's interesting is if you look at Avery Johnson, I think we're going to see a lot of Avery Johnson tomorrow. I really do. And it may be out of like, uh uh-oh, we're in trouble. Like it's not working with Will Howard, but Avery Johnson runs to the perimeter. They don't run him up the middle his most productive runs have been off the edge and that's you know okay if if you're running away from Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy then it's going to be Avery Johnson I still like Ryan Watts and Jade Barron coming up and cracking him and you know Jeff I heard Jeff Howe on with you know BK and and Bucky this morning and Texas did introduce that package last week with Mo Blackwell, uh, where they move Anthony Hill up, and the linebackers are Jalen Ford and Mo Blackwell, and basically Jade Barron is your three guys across at the linebacker position. You take the defensive end off the field. You take you know 
Ethan Burke's position in last week's case, it was Jed Bush. Take Jed Bush off the field, move Anthony Hill up, and your three linebackers are basically Jade Barron, Jalen Ford, and Mo Blackwell. I love that set in this game because that gives me speed and sure tackling for the quarterback run game, for any run game. Um, what Texas cannot do is get tricked into taking Jade Barron off the field if K-State goes in some heavy package where it's, you know, three tight ends or something like Bill Snyder used to do, three fullbacks um, with Colin Klein and Texas has taken Jade Barron off the field in that situation and put replaced him with David Benda. So you'd have Benda, Ford, and Blackwell. I'm not taking Jade Barron off the field in this game. He's too good of a tackler. I don't need a bigger guy. I need a guy who's going to get people to the ground and a guy who has the football IQ of Einstein out there. And that's Jade Barron. Jody Barron studies. He knows tendencies. He knows formations. He knows what's coming. That's why you have him out there. Jalen Ford does the same thing. You got to have as many of those guys out there as possible. That's what's wrong at safety. Jaron Thompson, as good a leader as he is, as good of a guy as he is, he takes guys under his wing. He doesn't diagnose like Jalen Catalan. He doesn't diagnose like Jody Barron. And you got to be able to diagnose, process, communicate, and move. And that's Jaron Thompson is not that guy. Like, I'll never forget, Zay, when I covered the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News, I covered them when they drafted Roy Williams, the safety out of Oklahoma. And I went to Union City, California to do a profile on him. I'm talking to his high school coach. And his high school coach is telling me, he's like, look, Roy was he'd struggled in school. He's like, I think he had some dyslexia and he was kind of, you know, embarrassed about it. He said, but when we put him on a football field, he saw the game. He saw it happening before it happened. He, it just was like this sixth sense that he had so instinctive. And what happened? What's his most famous play at OU? The Superman. Superman, yeah, Superman, and Mike Stoops told him seconds before they went out on the field, "Do not leave your feet. Do not leave your feet." And Roy Williams saw, oh, who was that? He's a doctor now, Barrett Robbins or whoever that running back is. Try to cut block him. Left his feet. Dove for Chris Sims, hits his arm. Teddy Lehman catches the ball, touchdown OU in a, what was it, 10-7 game? Yeah, it was ugly. So there are some guys who just see the game. Zach Thomas was that way. Jody Barron's that way. Jody Barron's special. Jody Barron, as long as he stays healthy, is going to play a long time in the NFL. And he's going to be able to buy his mom that house or not. He's, he wants her to not have to work is what he said. Yeah. Don't buy mom a house. That's the don't buy mom a house. Don't buy mom a house. She, I tell mom, mom can move into your house. How yeah, about you that? buy the I'll house. A little apartment. Yeah. yeah. You know what you, I'm saying? But Keep everything in your name. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You control some beautiful North Austin homes. I'm sure that she would like to live in. Uh, yeah. But yeah, oh, you own that house, Jale, when that's time. And I'm with you. You know, Jale Barron, you talk about his IQ, the fact that Pico Kowski and Sark could put him anywhere on the field. Obviously, him at his best is playing that star slash nickel position. But yeah, the left side for Kansas State, that's going to be the side to pay attention to because that's where they got, you know, even though they have an experienced offensive line, BB, who is going to be probably the first guard taken in the NFL draft this year, and then Levinston, the tackle, those guys are both on the left side. So when you talk about Avery Johnson running that rock a lot of time it's to the left or when you see DJ Giddings and Deshaun Ward you know run the football on the goal line their money maker is going to the left side so have your best players a la John A. Barron um, Jalen Ford on that left side now obviously Kansas State they're not stupid they're gonna keep you honest and they're gonna do stuff to the right that would be idiotic not to go to the right side but you got to keep the team balanced but you gotta know if you're Pete Klikowski BB and Livingston those guys are on the left so they're gonna try to do some serious work and yeah the emergence of Mo Blackwell that's been huge man that has been huge and that gives you a lot of confidence going into this game because like we've been saying before the season started, we had no idea who was going to be right there with Jalen Ford to play that other linebacker spot. And the fact that they have a lot of confidence in Anthony Hill, you heard Steve Sarkeesian rave about him in the Zoom presser the other day, talking about the person that, you know, he's seen the most improvement from, from week to week. And they have confidence in moving Anthony Hill around anywhere. So, you know, Jared Thompson, we really didn't see him do much last week against BYU. You, which is fine if you're not noticing them that's sometimes a really good thing you know but those guys like Michael Taft coming along Derek Williams we know that the confidence that they have in him as a freshman that's huge I think that could still be a huge part of this game if those guys don't allow the big play from these wide receivers which you faced way better this whole season like Will Howard he don't want to throw it deep he's been really bad very like 31% I want to say at the deep ball this year that's like lower than average so he wants to do that dink and dunk stuff and he wants to get those design runs and Avery Johnson, the same thing. So, you know, play up, play tight. We talked about it all week, Chip. You do not want to play like how you did against Oklahoma. And you mentioned they were kind of off guard, you know, called off guard in that Oklahoma game with Dylan Gabriel and just how he gutted them. They weren't design runs. They were scramble plays that just – Well, you know, and I think, I think this package – there was no reason for Texas to play this package last week against BYU, which doesn't have a mobile quarterback. This package where they moved Anthony Hill up to the, the end position and you basically had Jade, Jalen Ford, and Mo Blackwell. But remember, Blackwell was coming off the, the MCL sprain in fall camp. He's, he's back to being healthy and – that package, I get the feeling, is going to be a big part of the game plan. I think they needed to take it for a test drive just to get Blackwell comfortable. Um, and now, if they play OU again, well, let's take first things first. Let's see how that package performs tomorrow. 
let's see if K-State tries to go super heavy to try to get Barron off the field. Let's see if Texas is dumb enough to take Jody Barron off the field. And let's see how the Texas defense handles the the K-State quarterback run game. Because, you know, I see it, you know, CB's, you know, saying, uh, Avery Johnson, watch out for sunshine because the dude's, you know, got wheels. And I get it. I mean, Texas was kind of paralyzed analysis by, you know, paralysis by analysis against Houston. They were so on guard about the Donovan Smith, you know, running game that they, the linebackers didn't get their drops and pass coverage. The middle of the field was wide open. They were just kind of standing there. They tried to keep eyes on Donovan Smith. They're playing a bunch of zone. They're getting picked apart. You know, this, you, you, this package allows Texas to be much more aggressive. They can crash the line. They can basically run blitz. Um, so look, Texas coaches know what, what's going on in this game. They know, they know what's at stake. If they get out coached in this game and they got to look in the mirror and say to their players or say to themselves, cause they may not admit it to the players that we weren't prepared, that we didn't think of everything that we didn't adjust. Gary Patterson says, what makes a great coach? Solving problems quickly. If they can't solve the problems quickly tomorrow and they lose their Big 12 championship hopes tomorrow because they got outfoxed by a team that is absolutely dependent on running the football and you lose on your own field with the more explosive playmakers and on offense and the better special teams. I mean, we don't talk about Ryan Sanborn enough. I'll never forget when Oklahoma state somehow, well, we know how beat Texas 13 to 10 Mm. in a game in which the Texas defense played a masterpiece game. And Michael Dixon kept pinning Oklahoma state deep within their own 10 yard line. And Mike Gundy said after the game, this was the game that Sam Ellinger tried to make a play on first down and threw an interception mm. when he could have kicked a field goal to extend the game. And Mike Gundy said after the game, their punter almost beat us. Texas has a punter who can pin you. I mean, every Texas has all the advantages. All they have to do is make sure that that K-State run game does not beat them. Yeah. And, Pete Kwiatkowski, Jeff Choate, they know. They know what's at stake. I think they have the right personnel. They just can't get, you know, they can't get duped. They can't get outsmarted. And that can easily happen, Chip, because Colin Klein, he ain't no punk. Klansman, excuse me, Klanderman, he ain't no punk either. Like that 3-3-3, they going to throw that thing at Malik Murphy, and they going to probably bring pressure with it. And when you got those three high safeties roaming around, sometimes one drops into the star while the other two will, you know, back up into a normal set and they just. Okay. Let me, let me, let me give you this. Let me give you this because Jonathan Brooks two games ago had eight catches for 51 yards. This is a Jonathan Brooks 
smorgasbord game because you know what beats the three high safety look drop downs to a running back who makes the first guy miss and has 58 forced missed tackles this season this could be a game where jonathan brooks carries the ball 20 to 25 times and catches eight passes like jonathan brooks i'm 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 talking to Jonathan Brooks tonight. I'm saying, hey, do we need to put Tiger Balm all over your body? Do we need to massage? You need a massage? You want three girls giving you a massage? Oh, this is relaxing, John Watson. Oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) You got to be careful about massages nowadays. Deshaun's fucking up for everybody. Do you want Hans? Do you want Hans and his big hands to give you a... Deep tissue massage tonight because we are working you tomorrow like Bum Phillips used to work Earl Campbell. Oh man. With the Oilers and the Saints when he would have Earl run it 35 times a game in the NFL. Yeah. With that damn cowboy hat on the sideline. Not giving a damn about Earl's well-being at all. <laughs> Could care less just about well, winning. And- I mean, this is one of the great stories, but Tony Dorsett, and if I've told you this story, you say, oh, yeah, you already told me that story. But we're at the Heisman uh, event in Austin back before everyone got caught, like, in that Ponzi scheme. And and so Tony Dorsett's out there. They used to play golf. Like, every year the Heisman winners would get together at Barton Creek. So I'm talking to Tony Dorsett, and Earl comes in. He's got a walker. Cause he was really struggling with the, the spinal stenosis at that time. Earl's, you know, gotten, it's come and gone. It's gotten better and worse at different times, but at that time it was not good. And, and Tony said, you know, the first time we were at a pro bowl together, I said to Earl, Hey man, just run out of bounds. Just go down. And Earl said, can't let him have that. And so Earl was, uh, you know, he liked to give out as much punishment as he got. Oh, yeah. And and it was, it's kind of the only way he knew how to play, which is kind of the reason everybody loved him. Yeah. Because he's like, no, you, oh, oh, you think you're the hunter? No, no, no. I'm the hunter. I got the ball. And I'm hunting you. Yeah, I don't blame Tyler Rose one bit. Like, I... He only knew how to play one way, and his job was to get as many yards as possible every time he got the rock, and he tried to do that every single time he got the rock. That's why coaches, it's their job to realize, oh, man, maybe maybe I should mix it up a little bit, and we should get more balance. Clearly, they didn't because I don't know who the quarterback was back in the Oilers back in that day. You probably do, but there's a reason why I don't know who the hell that is because that dude probably wasn't worth a flip. So give Earl the ball 38 times. Yeah. But Earl was okay with it because Earl was like, I'm a sledgehammer. Yeah. You know, and until, but it's like anything youth, you know, you you're, you feel invincible. Yeah. You don't realize until you're 35 that all those hits are going to come back and take a toll. That's why it's criminal. It's criminal to this day. It's criminal 
that the NFL only insures former players for the first five years after they're retired. And then they stop. It is criminal. Like, I don't know how the players union has not said, we're not playing another down of football until you give us a pool of insurance that is going to cover us. You know, and I get it. It's a big pool. It's an expensive pool, but these are the wealthiest owners in sports. If they each had to take 20 million to fund the pool, it's covered. Can't do so it. That, so that these players, if you if you qualify for your pension, if you've played five years in the league, you qualify for health insurance for the rest of your for the rest of your days. And that's nope. uh nope. When you see Herb Edwards have that talk about save your money, he probably letting those guys know, hey, save your money because this insurance is gonna come and go real it's quick you. your career. Yeah, yeah. So you might want to say Montana. Yeah. Joe Montana said he spent you know, like over a million dollars of his own money on back surgeries. Damn. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders. I know it hurts you as a Lions fan, but salute to those guys for hanging up those cleats early and realizing, Hey, I got a lot more life to live. Football is only a part of it. I'm not going to have it affect me like that. And Hey, say what you want about those guys, but again, I kudos those dudes, man. Like, for a game that you love to play, it's probably tough to hang it up early just because you know there's a lot of things that are going against you health-wise. Do you see the new Barry Sanders documentary coming out November 21st? On what? On why he left. No, 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 I know that, but on, on like what platform? I think it's – I think I saw the commercial on – NFL Network, but it might have been. I'll have to look it up. It might be Netflix. Okay. okay. But yeah, it's coming out November twenty first. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's gonna finally like go in depth about why he retired with a fax like uh, like uh, uh, Jim Brown did. Jim Brown was making movies over in Europe and the owner of the Browns was like, get your ass back here. And Jim Brown was like, you know what? I retire. Yeah. I don't need this shit. And he made some movie with Raquel Welch and was like, yeah, take that. <laughs> Suck Yo, on that. Jim Brown, underrated, underrated actor, man. Jim Brown's an underrated actor. I'm not going to lie. Jim Brown and Raquel Welch. Google that one, kids. You'll be like, ooh. Because Raquel Welch, R.I.P. Raquel Welch, she and Sophia Loren are probably two of the hottest women ever born. (laughs) Crazy. But, yeah, Barry Sanders basically said, oh, yeah, here it is. Oh, Prime. It's going to be on Prime. Okay. Oh, man, Joe K all over it. Thank you, Joe K. Yeah, title Bye Bye Barry. Yo, SD, I'm going to get to your comment too, man. I ain't forget about you. I, I don't know who's calling Michael Taft Taffy Daddy, but <laughs> we ain't doing it on here, at least not on our show. I don't know if anyone's doing that on their show here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. I haven't heard that yet. I ain't calling no other man daddy. Can't do it. Laffy Taffy, that might be the best he gets. 
for me. But and he's a West Laker, so I kind of I gotta you know tread water a little bit. But yeah, man, Michael Taft. Let's get three in the row, man. Three three uh, interceptions in the row. That's that would what be I big mean. time. You know what that would call for? Ah, an Olipop, baby. He would get an orange squeeze Olipop. Hell I'm yeah. just saying. Michael Taft, ball honk. Looking Nine like grams. young John Lynch back there. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Michael That's Taft. the only white safety I can think of right now. So, Michael Taft. Like, I'm bigger than Michael Taft. Oh, he, he looked a little swolled up okay. when I saw him in the presser. But listen. But you see him. You see him, like, personally every day, so maybe not. I thought Blake Gideon was going to break in half when he was playing. Yeah, he wasn't the biggest. But Blake Gideon started every damn game of his Texas career. Every damn game. And played for a national championship in 2009. Hell, he caught an interception of a fake punt that Nick Saban tried from his own 23-yard line. At the beginning of that 2009 national championship game, that's why I was like, oh, my God, Texas is going to win this game. And then record scratch. See, y'all don't remember that. Everybody wants to remember Texas Tech, but they don't remember Blake Guinea and all the good things he did. That's what I'm saying. It's a cold world we live in, man. It's a cold world. It's a cold world. It's a cold world. But this is why this game tomorrow is so big, Zay, because Texas has – Three Big 12 championships. Oklahoma has 15. Damn. Wow. So it's time. It's time. Damn. Bob got the most talented roster. You got the most talented roster. So figure it out. Solve the puzzle. Problem solve. Make it happen. Steve Sarkeesian and company. Make it happen. Yeah. Like, I'm not – I'm expecting – I mean, if I don't see the best effort tomorrow that I've seen all year, then what? where's the culture stuff? Because the culture stuff, which I believe – I think the culture has been great. I'm not hearing about this team drifting. I'm not hearing about guys getting – content or contentious no player meetings really huh no player meetings no i mean they're they're tied in they want this so i'm i'm expecting i'm expecting a great effort tomorrow i'm expecting an alabama type effort tomorrow i don't know if malik murphy can do it but the coaches need to put him in a position where he's not having to read that middle safety and getting tricked They need to simplify whether it's just, hey, don't like scan the field for one second to make it look like you're throwing deep, but you're going to Jonathan Brooks over here. You're going to (laughs) Caleb Robinson over here. You're going to Jordan Whittington on the smoke screen. You're going, you know, whatever it takes, whatever he's most comfortable throwing and they can get that ball out before K-State's defense can get there. That's all we need. That's all you need. Just matriculate the ball down the field. Make the sticks move. Yeah, that's the scariest thing. I mean, if you look at Kansas State's quarterback situation with Johnson and Howard, and you look at Texas quarterback situation, who has the better quarterbacks right now? I would say Kansas. 
Kansas State just because Will Howard, he's won a Big 12 championship before. For sure. He's been to Jerry World and won that game, even though he's been very inconsistent this year, which is why you've seen Avery Johnson, you know, come into play. They have the better quarterback room for the Wildcats, and that's a little terrifying. So you're right. Sark definitely has to put these guys, specifically in Malik Murphy, in a good situation for him to be successful. And, you know, the long stuff, I'm good with that. Over 20 yards, I'm good with Malik Murphy throwing that ball. Um, you know, the short game, I'm good with that. It's the intermediate game that I'm a little worried about. You know, that stuff, the crossers and the deep outs and stuff where Adonai Mitchell and Xavier Worthy can definitely do some damage. But can Malik Murphy hit those guys on the money and on time to move the chains? And Sark, one thing that he's had trouble with throughout his young tenure here at Texas is the fact that sometimes he's not willing to take what the defense gives him. He's not willing to dink and dunk his way up the field for, you know, maybe a 15 play eight minute drive. Like it seems like he'll just get a little carried away and then do something where it's like, okay, we got to go deep in a time where that's not, they're not giving it to you. They know it's coming, but you do it anyway. You can't do that with Malik Murphy. So taking the points, even if you're on fourth down and you want to, you know, ignite that confidence in your team. I understand coach's standpoint on trying to show their team confidence and show their team, show the team that he's behind you when you go for it on fourth down. But you also got to be smart. When you went for it on fourth down with Burt Auburn and you were up 21-7 and the game shifted there against U of H, that wasn't smart. That wasn't smart at all. We don't need that start this Saturday. You can't afford to do that. You know, you already got a lot of disadvantages with your quarterback situation. You cannot make it worse for him. So defense, obviously, they have to be on. But at the end of the day, Malik Murphy, he has to play well, well enough to get the win. And to do that is to make life easy for him. And that's relying on guys like Jonathan Brooks and the rest of that running back crew. Yeah, we're going to talk to uh, John McClain uh, coming up at 2 o'clock right now real quick. I want to tell you about Apple leasing and getting into the car you really want to be driving because some of you are like me. You only bought used cars because you didn't want to pay for the future trade-in value of that car. And you're like, I'm going to wait till that depreciates and I'm just getting the value. Well, that's great, except you're also getting someone else's problems, someone else's repairs. At Apple Leasing, you're getting into a, a new car, a better car than you thought you could afford because you're not paying for the future trade-in value of the car. And it's new. It's under warranty. You're not paying for repairs. The only thing you're paying for is gas, baby. And you're picking the interior, the exterior. Um, whether you want a car in the $400 range or you want a Range Rover, they're going to get you any make or model of car. And all you got to do it's called 3469977 and tell them Chip Brown sent you. Don't forget Apple Leasing, appleleasing.com. Go see for yourself. Pick any maker model of car. Don't lease from a dealership. They're not going to let you out of that lease if you want to change making model of car. Apple Leasing, you want to change making model of car 2 3 years in a year? no problem. Easy lease everything. At Apple Leasing is easy. AppleLeasing.com, 3469977. Tell them Chip Brown sent you. Um, and great blue hair and furniture. I can't say enough about this. Guys, Christmas is coming. You want to blow 
her mind or ladies, you want to blow his mind, or maybe you just want to do something nice for yourself, go to greatblueheronfurniture.com. You can design your own furniture. They just they walk you right through it, whether it's bar stools, love seats, you know, chairs, couches. This is high-end leather furniture that is built for a lifetime, not this rickety furniture you get at the box stores that you like, you know, suddenly you're like, what the heck? Everything's coming apart. No, great blue hair and furniture built for a lifetime. And of course, you know, once you sit in your great blue hair and furniture and check out AV consultations and the big screen TV and the surround sound, new lighting, electronic shades, Tom McKay and his crew bring everything to you. So don't go to the box store. Don't do any of that stuff. Just go to avconsultations.com or better yet, just call 255-8678 and let Tom and his crew bring everything to you. That's what it's all about. So Zay, um, speaking of OU, I don't have this silly feeling that Mike Gundy's going to finally get out of his own head and win tomorrow. Because Ali Gordon, that's why. Because that dude has been an absolute problem. And Alan Bowman's been playing some decent football. And they've been beating teams that you didn't think they would ever beat after losing to South Alabama. 33-7, to by the way. That's not just losing to South Alabama. It's getting blown out. At home in Stillwater. By I South called Park. that. I called that win, too. You did call that. Yeah, you did call that. Now here I am trying to talk myself into Gundy, who they don't have a single player on defense that I'm like, oh, not one. Yeah. But he's he's got him going a little bit right now. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you would think Oklahoma would bounce back after losing to Kansas last week, but sometimes teams just figure you out. And again, I'll continue to say all season long, them without Andrew and Anthony, that's going to be a big issue. You know, yep, you said um, that immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's going to be a big issue. He was their star player. And, you know, thinking about this Texas Longhorn team, if JT Sanders isn't available tomorrow, or if he's a little gimpy, a la like the Red River shootout game, and he wasn't worth a flip on his blocks or catching the ball, really, that's going to really hurt Malik Murphy because that's somebody that you can rely on. That's a you know security blanket that you can just throw the ball to, and he's so damn athletic and so damn talented, he could go get you some plays if it might look overthrown or too high or too low. JT Sanders is that talented, plus with Xavier Worthy and um, A.D. Mitchell, all the attention that goes to them. Yeah, they could definitely use the JT Sanders tomorrow. But as far as Oklahoma, I, I expect them to bounce back. It's hard for me to pick Oklahoma State in this game. And you talk about Mike Gundy, that record, I don't help him at all. So if he has those guys, you know, foaming at the mouth because they know this is the last Bedlam game for who knows when – then maybe they could use that to their advantage. Plus it being in Stillwater, that has to mean something too. We know how tight everything is at that stadium. But yeah, I just feel like Oklahoma, they're going to play with their heads on fire. In this Danny game. Stutzman has an ankle injury. Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Danny Stutzman got injured in the Kansas game. Man, damn. Brent Venable says, I think he's going to play against uh, OSU. Well, But it's questionable. Well, I guess Danny has time to get his hair braided on the sidelines since it might look like he'll be there for a while on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Allen Iverson style. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you. They, they gotten when they beat Texas, that was like their Super Bowl. Everybody, Rip Venables with the backwards hat and all that shit. I was like, okay, y'all, there's a lot of season to be played. Like, making I t shirt. Yeah, making the t shirt. You know, a lot of season to be played. You know, stay humble. We heard Stretch yesterday. Stretch didn't like Malik Murphy coming out, bouncing around, and getting all hype and stuff. Stretch, old school, old school coach. He was like, yeah, was, act like you've been there before. Oklahoma, act like you've been there before, which you have 15 titles. CB says 14 since Sorry, 2000. 14. Yeah, 14 come on, titles. man. Come on, man. Act like you've been there before, Brent. I know this is your first big-time head coaching job and stuff out of big-time Power 5 and stuff, but, yeah, they act a little unfamiliar. That's how they acted to me, and now adversity is struck. So, hey. You ain't got no tears for me, Chip Brown, at all. Zero tears from that situation. We got injuries, too, over here. And the 40 acres, deal with it. Like everybody else in the nation, deal with it. No tears. Zero. No tears, baby. What Mary J. Blige say? No more crying in my life. I ain't never gonna hurt again. <laughs> no more drama in my life. Is that life Brian yet, McKnight? Man. Huh? Is that Brian McKnight? No, Mary J. Blige, man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I was man. like, damn, Zay, you in the choir? <laughs> Were you in I the Bowie? Know, I wish. Were you in the Bowie Bulldogs choir? No. No, zero voice here. Zero. I wish I had a Barry White, Brian McKnight type of voice. Yo, Barry White, whew. All the women that he used to get as a big fella because of that voice. Isaac Hayes. Yeah, Isaac Hayes, man. Both of those guys. Rest in power. Don Cornelius. (laughs) Your boy. Don Cornelius. So Hey, did you watch that movie Fast Break? No, I haven't watched it yet. I forgot. I forgot. Let, Damn. Me, let me put it in my notes right now. Let me put You're my guy. Notes. You're my basketball guy. Yeah, let me put it in my notes. It's one of those, it's so bad, it's good. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm with that. It's it's kind of the American pie of, no, no, of basketball wow. movies. Like, it's not that, it's, it, okay. It's not that slapstick? Because American that slapstick. pie is slapstick. It's not that slapstick. Okay. But it's, it's, I think it's funny. Yep. <laughs> I think it's funny. Hey, if you have Kool-Aid jokes and Bernard King in it, I'm game. Come on, man. I'm game. Yo, CB, I saw Wimby last night. Yo, 38. It's already happening, Spurs fans. They beat Kevin Durant twice, back-to-back games in Phoenix. They had Booker back last night, too. Oh, my gosh. Did you see? Wow! Did you see Wendy's Halloween costume? Yeah, Slenderman. Yeah, pretty creative. 
I like him, man. He's great. He's great for the league. He's great for the Spurs. Like him showing up dressed as somebody for Halloween shows me that he's, he's got personality. He, be, he has personality. He could be the face of the league because they're always a little nervous about making those European guys the face of the league. And Giannis is doing a deep, good job. Joker don't even want to be it, so he's not doing a good job. Luca does a good job. And Wimbenyama, he's obviously going to be a star, already is. That 38 he put up last night, it was too easy. He's hitting step-back threes. The Spurs are finally realizing, oh, when he cuts to the rim, let's just throw it by the rim, and he'll go get it. Like, they didn't realize that game one, Vassell and Johnson, now those guys are starting to realize it. And, yeah, man, that dude, special, special. When you make yeah, Kevin they, Durant look small, they called, they called the Wenby pick. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been talking about him for, like, the last three years. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking about this dude for the last three years, man. It's just as yeah, he has the international basketball package on his TV. Shit, I wish, man. Like I, I Zay, do my research. People send things, you know. Zay's got some bootleg cable that allows him to watch every <laughs> every basketball game. Hey, hey, hey. In Turkey, just tell everybody basketball in China. Yo, if the feds come knocking on my door in 30 minutes, you bailing me out. So just know I'll hook you up, man. All right, yeah, you bailing me out. I'll hook you up with the password to my bootleg cable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't think we ain't gonna talk about that nasty ass possum in Lubbock, too. Disgrace. Yeah. That's a that's so nasty, Chip. That's so nasty. I like I. Oh my God! Like yeah, they had to bring animal control in to oh scoop God. that thing up. It was hissing and stuff. That thing was so foul, man. And what's crazy was when Stretch told us the story about when they went to Philly. Oh and yeah, and those they had rats. the trash right. And they had the big ass rat. That's what I first thought of. I was like, "Yep, of course, Lubbock trashy. They throwing tortillas on the field. You know that possum's trying to sniff it out. He smells that food. Yeah, put like, the oh, food away. Get rid of the possums and the rat. Come on, nasty man. Nasty. John John McClain would never allow that at Baylor. <laughs> never. John, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are y'all? Good. John, John McClain, legend, Houston Chronicle, longtime columnist, NFL Hall of Fame voter, now cranking out columns for uh, Radio610sports.com. SportsRadio610.com. SportsRadio610.com. Isn't that there what I said? SportsRadio610.com. SportsRadio610.com. I love it because I always – if I need anything Houston – I go to sportsradio610.com and my man John McClain's all over it, whether it's the Astros, the Texans, the Cougs. Are you writing about the Aggies at all, John? No, I don't write about the Aggies. I don't write about Baylor, U of H. Mainly I write about Texans, NFL, Astros. Since the Rockets, I think, are going to be a little better, I may write about them some. Uh, They actually have won one game. And I'm still bummed they didn't get Victor Wimbanyama, especially after the game he had last night. My goodness, 
I'm just glad he didn't go to the Mavs. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, the uh, the Houston Texans, they are uh, they're in bounce back mode. They've lost two games with no time left. The only team in the league that's happened to has been their last two losses, and uh, they're favored by three over Tampa. They were favored. Let's see. They've lost five in a row when they're favored, not just the spread, but they've lost the game. They're favored again. There's only one team that's lost more in a row when they're favored to win. That's Carolina. And uh, so they should beat Tampa Bay. Bucks have lost three in a row. Baker Mayfield started off 3-1. He hasn't played poorly at all. He doesn't have a running game. Defense is good. They're number one in the NFL turnover differential to plus eight, which is unusual for a loser. Texans are plus five, so that's unusual for a loser. But uh, they're both three, four. Both are desperate to win. Yeah, John, the Texans right now, they're 10th when it comes to playoff picture and, you know, right, obviously they're trailing the Jaguars, but yeah, it just seemed like they couldn't put up many points, only 13 against the Carolina Panthers, which that's a hungry team. They were looking for their first win and obviously got it. And Bryce Young won that first showdown. What did you notice in that game, man, for the Texas moving forward? Uh, CJ Stroud started off really well. And in the last three games in which they're one and two, Teams have changed what they're doing against him, and he and the offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, have not been able to adjust, which is not surprising for a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterbacks almost always struggle. He didn't have many struggles in the second through fifth games, but he has, and they haven't been able to respond, and he wants to throw the ball down the field, and that's what teams want him to do. And he's been good about not forcing passes, been very disciplined, very poised in the pocket. Only one interception this season, but he also only has nine touchdown passes. So they they can't run the ball because their line can't run block. Now they got a new center, four starting center. Texans have had since starting training camp when this last year's starter went down with a season-ending knee injury. Second-round pick, Juice Scruggs, replaced him. He went on IR with a hamstring injury, and he's still on injured reserve. Then they had a rookie sixth-round pick who was playing guard. Jared Patterson started every game, and now he's done for the season with a fractured fibula. So they're down to a veteran who signed from Miami who's a backup center and guard. And we don't know if their left tackle, Laramie Tunsil, play. He doesn't practice and uh, he's had a nagging knee injury now that's kept him out. So they still have issues in the offensive line. It had a, hasn't hurt them so much on pass protection as it has on run blocking. They're running back their leading rusher, Damian Pierce. I believe he's out in this game, and it doesn't matter because he hadn't been able to run anyway. So they, they struggle big time, putting way too much pressure on rookie quarterback without a running game. So they got to get their offense together. Their defense has been really good. They're giving up 18.3 points a game. Over the last three years, they gave up almost 27. And so they've reduced that by 8.4 points a game. And D'Amico Ryan's, I don't, what I can't figure out, excuse me. And I wrote a column on 
on this this week on SportsRadio610.com is about how they've improved their run defense. They've been the worst in the NFL for three years in a row. Last year, they gave up 170 yards a game. Now they're giving up 99 in the last three games, 90, five games, 91, last three games, 74. They've done a remarkable job stopping the run without a lot of new defensive players, which shows you what coaching can do. But in their two losses on field goals with no time left out of their last five games, the defense has played really well except for one series. That one series happened to be the last one in which they couldn't get off the field, and the Falcons and Panthers kicked game-winning field goals with no time left. John, I've been meaning to ask you about Henry Toa Toa because he played for Alabama last year, and now he's the leading tackler for the Houston Texans. Give me your impressions of Henry Toa Toa from Alabama. I watched uh, a lot of Alabama games the last two years. First year, I wanted to watch Bill O'Brien since he had been hired by Nick Saban to see how he did now that he went back to college and Bryce Young won the Heisman. I watched him last year. Still wanted to see O'Brien, but I also wanted to see Bryce Young because I knew the Texans had a chance to get him because I knew they were going to be really bad. And so a lot of times I would be – I'd be on my phone reading or switching around, watching other games, and I kept hearing Toa Toa, tackle by Toa Toa, tackle by Toa Toa. And I'm thinking, boy, I'm glad I don't have to write his name. And uh, so he had played in Tennessee two years before he transferred to Alabama, of course, and he was there in the fifth round. I was stunned. A lot of people were surprised. They took him. They like Alabama players, Will Anderson, Jr., third overall. Christian Harris, linebacker, third round last year. But uh, Toa Toa comes in here. He's a middle linebacker. And the reason they think that he was available in the fifth round is because, number one, there's so many linebackers who are available in that area, third through sixth or seventh round. He happened to be one of them. Linebackers don't stay in on all downs, especially the middle guys. So they drafted him, and they said at the time, this was the knock on him that uh, that he didn't run up, run up and pound guys in the gaps and hit them the way you wanted. Instead of hitting them head on, he kind of gave them a shoulder. So right away here, he's hitting them head on. Then, <clears throat> excuse me, they lose Christian Harris to an injury and they move to a toe outside. So he's played inside and outside. He struggled in coverage at times, which is not surprising for a rookie. He's not a pass rusher. They like him in coverage, but of course you're going to be covering some guys that are really good tight ends and running backs. He's been a good tackler. And I would say, considering they have him in the lineup, Christian Harris is now out of the lineup. He hadn't played well. The Toa Toa has done really well and they're very, very happy for him. And when I type his name, I still have to look down to make sure I have the four O's and the one, two, three apostrophes. (laughs) <laughs> it's like two two with the apostrophes between the o's let's see t-o apostrophe o big t-o apostrophe o yeah yeah a lot of people i could i get let's see people ask him i knew how to pronounce his name because i heard it so much and they ask him and and people we, we still got right toto uh toa 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 Finally, he's made enough tackles, and had his name mentioned enough. Everybody's got it down. Yeah. 
Yeah. Speaking of Alabama players, Will Anderson, how do you think he's done in the first eight weeks of the season? Will Anderson, the, the Texans, this is hard to believe. Going into this last game of Carolina, they had nine sacks. Will Anderson had one. And yet Will Anderson was third in the NFL in pressures. So they had six against Carolina. Could add eight. Anderson had one called back because of a penalty. Jonathan Grenard had a career at two and a half, would have had three and a half, but one was called back because of his face mask penalty. And they had, they are number, according to next generation stats, next gen stats, the Texans are number one in the league, pass rush win rate. And yet they still have 15 sacks, and Anderson has one. So he's getting good pressure. He's great against the run. One of the reasons their run defense has improved as much as it has is he and Grenard, good pass rushers, but also play the run and set the edges. They don't let people get outside for long runs. So they're happy with Anderson. You know, J.J. Watt had five and a half sacks as a rookie. Anderson has one at this point. He keeps coming so close. And he's had two call back because of penalties. So at some point, he's going to get start getting sacks. They'll probably come in droves. Couple of times he's driven player quarterback two other players to get away from him. So they love Will Anderson Jr. What about my man Jalen Petrie? He's got that. Your man, that- give me a break. You're you you cut the wrong one. I love Jalen Petrie. King, everybody loves Jalen Petrie. That's why Matt Rule was the man and Dave Aranda's not. Because they can't recruit. Uh, they they won two years ago with all rules players. Now they're not recruiting guys like Jalen Petrie, Terrell Bernard, the reason, and the reason ba- all Baylor people love Petrie is in, in the he 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 committed early uh, from Stafford High School here to go to Baylor play for Art Browse, and then when the scandal hit, and everybody was allowed out of their letter out of their commitment by the NCAA, and every one of them left, and uh, like. Devin DuVernay, thank you. Long, you're welcome, Longhorns. Mm-hmm. And they scattered, went everywhere. Quarterback went to AM and and uh so they went everywhere, except one player stayed, and that was Petrie. And he was good, but he wasn't great. And then when Randa got there, they changed positions. He played with some other talented player like Terrell Bernard, who's starting for the Bills. And Petrie was defensive player of the year in the Big 12. Baylor won the Big 12. Then he came in here as a second-round pick. And the last story I wrote for the Houston Chronicle before I retired from the Chronicle was about him and how good he was going to be and how I predicted he would be a captain in his second season. A lot of people, ah, that's just because you went to Baylor. And he's captain in his second season. He played every game as a rookie. One of, I think, three or four players, not counting special teamers, who played every game last year. And this year he started off, he was injured in two of them, but he came back. They love the guy. Coaches love him. Teammates love him. Of course, I do. And uh, I keep telling them, if you want to win more, play all your Baylor guys. Graylon Arnold is safety. Back up. <laughs> I say, get his butt in the lineup. You'd start winning more. John Weeks, their deep snapper, is the best snapper in the history of the NFL. People laugh, and I say, he's, he's now in his 14th season. He's never had one bad snap. And when I say that, he says, I'm going to jinx him. I said, yeah, you said that. Eight years ago, five years ago, three years ago, and so far you still don't have one. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Uh, what's the status on Derek Stingley Jr.? 
most people say, say who? Oh, you know, man. If, if you look at last year's draft, one of the things about Nick Casario, uh, he, he doesn't make coaches take players they don't want because the coaches won't play them. Coaches have control over the game day roster and who plays and who doesn't play, who, who does and doesn't play. Lovey Smith was the head coach. Lovey wanted a corner. So we'll never know how much Lovey wanted him if they gave any seriousness to Sauce Gardner. So they take Stingley. Stingley was highly rated, but he'd only been healthy that freshman year that LSU won the national championship. And he was great. People said that kid played in the NFL right now. He was never totally healthy after that. He came into the NFL as a third overall pick with a bad foot. They kept him out of training camp, kept him out of preseason. Then he played nine games. He played pretty well, played like a guy that had been out a long time. Then he got a hamstring injury, missed the last eight games. Starts off here. Oops, gets a hamstring injury. He's now been out five or six games. So it's almost like, you know, you say Derek Stingley Jr., and the defense is playing great without him. And their other first-round pick, Kenyon Green, from A&M, 16th overall, he's out for the season, disappointment as a rookie, and then he plays in preseason. He he uh, blows – he didn't play well at all. He was benched, and then uh, he blows out, I think, his biceps, maybe his triceps. He's out for the year. So they didn't get anything out of the first round last year. And Stingley will be back at some point, and you hope he can stay healthy because if he goes down again, Nick Casario, he'd be getting roasted right now if the defense wasn't playing so well under D'Amico Ryans. In the game Sunday at Carolina where they gave up one touchdown and 225 yards, only four players who were on the team, I mean, only four starters were not on the team last year. So it's not like they've had a dip, big personnel overhaul to help make them better this year. They had four guys who were not there last year starting. So that shows you it's scheme and it's coaching. John, I got to ask you about this Cowboys-Eagles game. This uh, is the game of the week in the NFC. The game of the week in the AFC is over in Frankfurt, Germany. But um, Cowboys... Eagles in Philly. How do you see this one playing out? The first of two, of course, and uh, it's a two-team race. The commanders, Giants are terrible. Commanders are waving the white flag, and Ron Rivera's gone. They're probably already looking for their next coach, as they should be, even though we still got a job. It's not like the Raiders. They can openly look for another head coach and GM. If the Cowboys could beat them at Lincoln Financial Field, people are going to go, whoa, they're going to have to take the Cowboys seriously. Cowboys haven't been taken seriously since they, since they got embarrassed by the 49ers, and they've beaten some bad teams. Dak Prescott's played better. He has not played as well, as consistently well under Mike McCarthy as he did Kellen Moore, and maybe he will. Maybe from this point on, those two will get in the, on the same page. But McCarthy, to me, his play callings left something to be desired on a consistent basis. Philadelphia, even though Jalen Hurts has turned it over more than they want, is the only team in the league with one loss. Eagles are favored. Eagles, it's funny, they give up. I think they've already beaten Washington twice and gave up 30 points both times, 31 on Sunday. So the Cowboys 
can score. I thought the Cowboys should have made a big push for Devontae Adams at the trade deadline because I think the Cowboys with Dak next year, you know, they're going to have to make a big decision on Dak's contract. Go all in. CD Lamb at some point, people are going to double him, take him out, and make another receiver beat him. Brandon Cooks hadn't done it. Gallup hadn't done it. Now, Ferguson, the tight end's okay, but they don't have a Dalton Schultz. So I thought they should have gone after Adams. Maybe the Raiders would have taken less for him because he's so unhappy, and that unhappiness is apparent. But they didn't, of course. But do they have a chance to beat him? Yeah. they played. Dak's played really well against the Eagles over, the, I think, the last two or three seasons. John, the other game that Chip mentioned, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. The Chiefs had a very uncharacteristic loss this past weekend against the Broncos. And, hey, people in Kansas City think the sky is falling, but they still got Patrick Mahomes, and it's a weird game with it being in Germany. Who do you like here? Well, they don't have Taylor Swift, and (laughs) they have not played as well when she's not there. And two games that they've lost, she hadn't been there. They put on the board before the last game how much better Travis Kelsey's stats are when she's there and when she's not. And so um, she's she's picked up that Eras tour again. I'm guessing she's not going to be there anytime soon, which is bad news for them. You know, they're they're struggling right now for an outside receiver, kind of like a guy like Tyreek Hill. They could use him. Now they won the Super Bowl without him, so it's okay. Wouldn't surprise me at all if Miami doesn't win this game. My, you know Tyreek Hill wants to have a big game to show the Chiefs and their fans what they're missing, even though he's he loves it in Miami. And I think it's going to be a great game. It's on, I think, at 8.30. And uh, it's in Germany where they're crazy. They're even crazier for the NFL in Germany than they are in England. And uh, I think that's it's fun. I'm going to get up and make sure I watch it before I go to NRG Stadium. Then when I get there, I'll watch it. Because most of the games, let's see, last year was the first time they had a game in Europe in which both teams had winning records. Problem is, most of the time they gave them the Jaguars. Well, this game features two teams with the best records they've ever gotten. And those games sell out so fast and they have waiting lists for several hundred thousand. So I don't know what the limit would be on tickets. I don't know how many of those tickets go to scalpers. Don't know how many go to fans over here, like at the Dolphins and the Chiefs, or if it's German fans. But the fact is they sell out fast. And I don't think the NFL will put a team in England without putting a team in Germany, knowing how popular the NFL is there. The way I know all this is Oliver Luck, the former uh, Oilers quarterback who's had a lot of jobs and Oliver who has an international law degree from UT he was the general manager of the Frankfurt Galaxy in the uh, 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 NFL Europe and they sold out every game in Frankfurt and he told me the fans over there were nuts for the NFL and a lot of it was because of the U.S. Army bases over there and that they'd been over there since World War II so it was a lot of daddies and their kids and their grandkids that grew up watching it and oliver who's fluent german he would do german tv at the super bowl and he would do the analysis and that's how much they loved it and uh so i'm fired i'm fired up to see this game i also love 
watching those international crowds after going to Wembley Stadium, over 80,000 fans, watching the Texans pound the Jaguars in 2019. It was a great visit, great spectacle. Every kind of jersey was worn there. Earl Campbell jerseys were there uh, from every team, and it was a really fun experience. And I would tell people, they always, I tell them, go to Lambeau Field, especially in the winter, go to Canton. <laughs> Hey, don't laugh. Lambeau Field in the winter is the best place. Winter Wonderland. And then I tell them go to Canton, especially if you can go on induction weekend. And now I tell them go to uh, Wembley Stadium because London, it's great to go to a game there. All right, John, I got to ask you this. Um, Xavier Hutchinson. Does this kid have any future with the Texans? Do they like him? Kid out of yeah. Iowa State. I know he's a one of the all t- Longhorns' all-time favorites because he pounded them and then dropped the winning touchdown pass. I watched that; it made me sick. So they draft him here. They get him lower than I thought he was going to go after watching him at Iowa State because he's got great size. He runs well. He looked really good in training camp preseason. He played for Tank Dell when Dell had a concussion two or three weeks ago, he had to catch a couple of reverses. He will definitely help this team. Okay. All right. I took him in my rookie dynasty draft late, and I stashed him. I just want to make well, sure. They got, got a lot of receivers on this team. And uh, like Noah Brown, who they signed from the Cowboys, he had been on IR. He came out. He had two 31-yard catches each of the last two weeks. He had – 31-yard catch. Xavier Hutchinson is next up. Next time a wide – Robert Woods went down. So uh, that meant Noah Brown was playing up. Somebody else goes down, Hutchinson will play. And a lot of us want Hutchinson to get on the field. But the problem is they don't have room because of the guys they have out there. Right, right. I, I know I saw him behind Tank Dell. All right, what's going to happen with your Baylor Bears tomorrow at 2.30, taking on the Iowa State Cyclone, speaking of Iowa State? No, Iowa State's already beaten them last week. Uh, oh. boy, I wish I could have bet you on that game. I would have bet Iowa State. <laughs> and give it, I would have given you, let's see, I could have given you Houston uh, at Baylor. points and one. Uh, who cares? Baylor's terrible. <laughs> U of H is terrible. First time they've played since 95. They're both three and four. And uh, U of H is coming off its first shutout in like a thousand years. They were humiliated by K-State. I'm much more interested in K-State and UT. I'm glad that game's on at 11 because I like to watch games all day after I watch college game day on uh, uh, ESPN. And during commercials, I switch over to the ripoff on Fox, big noon Saturday, big noon kickoff. And uh, and so that's how I learn about college football and more than any other thing I do. So I can't wait to see the Longhorns. You know, last week everybody wanted to see – we all wanted to see Arch, and then they pound BYU with Murphy. So, you know, Longhorns are loaded with talent. And considering – I think we talked about this last week. Quinn Ewers, it's his throwing shoulder. He's got a chance to make a lot of money starting next year. He, a lot of people have him first-round pick. Nobody has him lower in the second-round pick. You know, he doesn't need to be getting a shoulder injury that requires surgery. And so I'm sure that Steve Sarkeesian and the coaches feel a lot better after Sunday. But Kansas State, as you guys know, defending 
uh, Big 12 champion. It is amazing to me that K-State and Kansas are good. We're talking about Lawrence and Manhattan, and U of H and Baylor are terrible. U of Coaching H in matters. U of H recruiting the biggest uh, area in, in Texas, second biggest in the country to L.A., uh, Baylor and Central Texas recruiting all of Texas, and Kansas and Kansas State are better. Both of them hired small college coaches who won national championships. I'll guarantee you schools looking now are going to be looking at somebody like that who's won some national championships at the lower level. Chris Paul and Climate have done tremendous jobs. And Longhorns ought to win, of course. It's at home. But, man, that's going to be a good game. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. John, you're the best, my friend. Always appreciate the conversation. My pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for letting me talk a little college football. My other 16 shows don't. It's all NFL, and I love talking college. Well, too. You, you, do, you do shows in Nashville, too, don't you? Two-a-week Nashville, Knoxville, Las Vegas. Uh, what do you San think of uh, Levis? Uh, Levis, I watched him last night. I watch. I have to keep up with what's going on with the Titans because of those shows up there. I thought Will Levis showed me a lot. His offensive tackles, my God, he could sue him for non-support. And I felt bad for him. But, yeah, he stood in there and he throws a lot of passes off his back foot, but his arm's so good he can do it. They almost pulled it out. I think they found their quarterback. They'd be nuts to go back to Ryan Tannehill. He's in the last year of his contract. Takes up about $39 million in salary cap space, but he's got to be gone. And uh, Levis is here to stay. They were smart to trade up to the second pick in the second round and get him. I had him going in the first round in all nine of my mock drafts, including a couple as high as the Texans second overall. How about that? Yeah. One last one for me, John, before we let you go. Are the Bengals, are they back, Cincinnati? Zay, I'm not so sure right now. They're not the best team in the AFC. We'll find out the winner of the Kansas City-Miami. Bengals uh, started slow, 0-2 because of Joe Burrow. He just didn't have it because that calf muscle kept him from setting up the way he wants, pushing off the way he wants, hurt his mobility, dropping back. But he's got it now. He's playing great. Joe Mixon's helping them run the ball better they're big time you know right now it's kansas city miami and cincinnati buffalo and eh, two two inconsistent those are the big three in the afc and then in the nfc right now it's philly we all thought three weeks ago it was the 49ers and if the cowboys win sunday it's going to take on a whole new light in the nfc because then the cowboys will get them at arlington and a chance to sweep them yeah yeah my Lions are just laying in the weeds, baby, laying in the weeds. <laughs> Lions, I might end up with home field advantage because their schedule's easy and they play in a terrible division. They may not lose another game. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. You, you'll, you can only play who you're, is on your schedule. That's right. Right now, they bounce back uh, pretty well after that, that, that uh, annihilation at Baltimore, but that might have gotten their attention. Sometimes coaches – of teams that are doing really well, they don't mind, they don't like losing. But if you're going to lose, go ahead and get your butt kicked so they can use it. It's kind of like a wake-up call to a team, and I think that's what's going to happen with the Lions. Jameer Gibbs showed everybody why they took him where they did. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs won the angry runs. Uh, he sure did. 
little uh whatever that thing is scepter from my man kyle brand on uh good morning football all right john you're the best let's do it again next week chip and say thank you guys very much look forward to it good luck to the longhorns all right there he is john mcclain getting it done on uh SportsRadio610.com, Zay. Did I get that right? SportsRadio610.com. Sounds right. Yes. I got it right. SportsRadio610.com. Um, all right. We got stuff to do, man. We got, we got. I did, I did save you a little chip shot. So let me give you a there we go. All right. A little chip shot, real quick, since our man Ricky Williams was uh out at uh Covert B Cave today. Um, and by the way, if Ricky Williams was playing football still, he'd be wearing the brain vault mouth guard because it's the best, um, look patented because it is proven to reduce the effect of concussion developed by our man, Dr. Greg Eckert, um, dentist, Austin's dentist and B. John Robinson wears it. Look, if you've got a, a kid who's in cheerleading or lacrosse or flag football. They got to wear a mouth guard to protect themselves, not only their teeth, but their brains. And this brain vault mouth guard is unbelievable. And they do group fittings. So if you're the team mom or the manager or the coach, go to brainvault.com and schedule an appointment for your whole team to get fitted. They'll come to you. It's that simple. Brainvault.com. You got to protect your little ones, protect not only their teeth, but their brains. Brain Vault Mouth Guard, brainvault.com. All right. So, Ricky Williams, iconic. Here's the thing Zay, there's so much irony that Ricky Williams is being commemorated this weekend. Not only the 25th anniversary of his Heisman Trophy that he won in 1998. But he's also receiving the Texas X's Distinguished Alumnus Award. This is These are the awards that have gone to the greatest graduates ever at the University of Texas, from Walter Cronkite to, you know, um, Matthew McConaughey. And so, Ricky Williams, we wouldn't even be talking about the Heisman Trophy because when he went to play K-State on September 19th, 1998, he ran 25 times for 43 yards, and Texas got pulverized 48-7. to And I was there, and I was at that post-game press conference with Ricky Williams, and people were asking about how rough it was. He fumbled in the game, and the guy had run for close to 600 yards in his first two games. And everyone knew he, you know, came back for his senior year to chase Dorsett's record, help Texas win, try to win the Heisman. And he, you know, got a few questions. John Bianco, the sports information director is like, okay, you know, let's wrap it up. And Ricky Williams, I'll never forget said, no, I'll stay here. I want to answer everybody's questions. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever heard because he had just gotten his ass kicked up and down the field for three and a half hours. 
And he said, everyone wrote glowing stories about me. I got to stay here and answer the questions on a day like today. And someone said, do you feel like you lost the Heisman Trophy today? And he said, I don't know. I just, I'm sorry. I couldn't do more to help my team. And the next two games, Ricky Williams ran for 300 yards in each of the next two games and 11 touchdowns. And he just said, excuse me while I whip this out, because he then went to the Cotton Bowl. He honored Doak Walker by wearing number 37. He had become friends with Doak and uh, Doak Walker's family. Doak Walker, of course, the Heisman Trophy winner from SMU. Um, And Ricky wears number 37 and runs for 150 yards and three touchdowns when Texas beats OU and his season just kept going, getting better. He's helping Texas win. And it all culminates with the 60 yard record breaking run against AM and a 26, 24 victory. And of course, Ricky Williams wins the Heisman. And we were talking about this the other day that Mac wanted Ricky to cut his dreadlocks because he felt like, people wouldn't take him seriously as a player because of the hair. And Ricky's Ricky was like, screw it, man. I'm going, I'm going to turn pro. And Sally told Mac, you need to lay off this haircut thing. Like this is who Ricky's you're not reading the room, Mac. And Mac backed off and Ricky kept his dreads. And Ricky, I think will tell you, It was Sally Brown who kept him at Texas because she valued his individuality. She went to Cal Berkeley. She's kind of a, you know, for being a genius real estate businesswoman, self-made millionaire. She's also an independent outside the box thinker. And, and so Ricky Williams portrait for the Heisman in the downtown athletic club became the first Heisman portrait of a player with dreadlocks. And they had a little burnt orange tint. If you remember when Ricky played, he tinted the tips of his dreads burnt orange. And it's the coolest thing about that portrait that hangs in the downtown athletic club in New York. And how cool that Ricky Williams is going in as a distinguished alumnus at Texas with all the, the great Tommy Toon, Wes Anderson, Matthew McConaughey, Kay Bailey Hutchinson, Walter Cronkite, all Red McCombs, blah, blah, blah. He's going in with Ross Moody, who presides over the Moody Foundation, which has given you the Moody College of Communications, the Moody Theater, the Moody Center. The Moody is Moody Foundation is one of the biggest foundations in the United States. He's going in with Ross Moody. He's going in with um, Dr. Wong, who is like a pioneer eye surgeon. He's going in with the first woman ever, uh, first woman female fighter pilot ever to um, instruct at the United States Air Force Weapons School, uh, Janie Levitt. He's going in with Ed Hyman, who is like uh, 
been ranked number one by institutional investors in the United States. The guy's an economic genius. And he's going in with John C. Goff, who is the head of Crescent Real Estate, who for people in Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, he's, you know, Crescent Real Estate owns the Ritz-Carlton, Canyon Ranch Resorts. The guy's a multi-billionaire. And Ricky Williams is going in as the CEO of Heisman. (laughs) H-I-G-H-S-M-A-N. It is his cannabis lifestyle brand. So Ricky Williams, authentic, unique, true individual from day one to now going in as a distinguished alumnus at the University of Texas, Heisman Trophy winner and CEO of the cannabis lifestyle brand Heisman. Yeah. Yeah. That deserves a standing ovation. Absolutely. Congrats, Ricky Congrats, man. Williams. Yeah. Absolutely. And there he was out at uh, Cobra B Cave today, Zay. Yeah, man. With the dreads. Still rocking With the, the dreads. dreads. Still clean. And, and, yo, Ricky had a nose ring, too. Don't sleep on that. The dude had a oh. nose ring back in the day. Like, only people, only brothers that could pull off a nose ring in the 90s were Ricky Williams and Tupac. That's it. Those are the only ones, man. And, yeah, yeah, I'll go Ricky right there, signing autographs, talking to the people over there at Covert B Cave. And, yeah, he deserves everything, you know. Talk about somebody that's always been comfortable with himself. The NFL tried to get him out the league, and he was like, yo, man, this helps. Y'all look at it as the ganja, the chronic. Well, I look at it as medicine. And nobody understood that then. And now everybody's calling him a pioneer. And it's it's amazing how, you know, life works that way. And now Ricky is definitely enjoying the fruits of his labor when it comes to cannabis and whatnot, you know. But, yeah, he's just a great person, you know. And just the fact that I never heard that story where they got blown out in Kansas State and they were trying to wrap it up. And he said, no, I'm going to answer these questions. Like, that takes a real man, especially somebody that's 21, 22 years old. A lot of guys ask Cam Newton about running away from questions in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? That dude was a professional then. Now people will say Ricky was a professional too because he played minor league baseball. But I digress a little bit. Yeah, it's – I don't know who what Texas fans would consider their favorite – Ganja smoker, Willie Nelson or Ricky Williams, probably Longhorn fans would say Ricky. But, yeah, there's probably some old heads out there that say Willie, too. And, yeah, I think Ricky Williams should always be honored, man. Like, he has a statue there for a reason, the name for the field after him. Like, he's just he's just a cool individual. And, yeah, those Miami days, oh, my gosh. Dolphins. Like, I don't, the same, I ain't worried about that, but those few years, first few years in Miami, wow, that's just unbelievable how good he was. Yeah. Um, And Colin, just go to Heisman.com. Go to Heisman.com. Be careful, Colin. You know, the fans come out. 21 to go on that website. Be careful, Colin. If you're in the state of Texas, be careful, dog. You know, so um, be careful. 
Well, Joshua, we already talked about Wimbenyama, dog. We already talked about it. You missed that part. Well, it is time for the right call with my man Zay Collier. Yeah, well, it ain't going to be about basketball, but it is that time. Absolutely. Before we get going, though, let me tell you all about Covert BK, the Covert Auto Group, where Ricky Williams was at today, have been around for over a 100 years in the greater Austin area. Dan and the crew, they do a terrific job, and their high-quality selection of new and pre-owned vehicles will hook you up during the time of the year where everybody is trying to find that gift, that great present to put a smile on whoever's face. You could do that with a brand new vehicle or pre-owned vehicle at Covert B Cave because they got seven terrific brands to choose from in Cadillac, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Buick, Ram, and Jeep. You're going to find what you want at Covert B Cave. They got the SUVs. They got the trucks. They got the cars. It don't matter. They got what you want. If you want to check that out, go to CovertBCave.com and you'll see all the latest specials and inventory. Nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. All right. Now it's time for the right call. Yeah, man. Yeah. And oh, another terrific penny story, Chip. You know, this <laughs> now this yeah. one is really bogus. This one is really bogus. So do you know the rapper Blueface? He's pretty new. So he's kind of a Head of your time. He's ahead of my time, too. I don't listen to Blueface either. Let me text my son real quick. Okay. Yeah, he'll know who Blueface is. Yeah, I, I know Tiger. <laughs> Tiger will definitely know who Blueface is. So, Blueface was at the Rams, um, the Rams game at home a couple of weeks ago. Not the one with the Cowboys. The one prior to that at SoFi. And this fool has strippers at the game if you see that all that rump shaking that is at a rams game yes now <laughs> right there right, right there right on the field right in the little on field sweet things that they got at sofi that's the new wave they got it at the vegas stadium and yeah this dude he's throwing dollar bill not dollar bill he's probably Nah, they dollars. He a cheap son of a bee. He throwing the ones, man, and they rump shake it. There's no nudity, but these women are in thongs. If y'all just see us, if y'all hear us on the app, but didn't see the video and stuff, they're in thongs, but it's pretty scandalous. It's pretty scandalous. So who commented on this? Who was offended? Rams quarterback, Matt Stafford's wife, Kelly, Kelly Stafford. Yeah, if y'all remember her from the Rams parade, she was the one that helped the woman that fell on the ground where her husband just said, ooh, and didn't help during the parade. Kelly was the one that picked old girl up. And she was not happy about Blueface bringing the strippers to the stadium. She said this, what I'm so mad about is this is supposed to be a family experience. Coming to a football game. There were children in the suites next to them. If you have that kind of stuff happening at games, adults aren't going to want to bring their kids. Blueface heard what Kelly had to say and commented himself and called her what you call every white woman that is being a little conservative, I would say, or just 
kind of being the Debbie Downer, Karen. He called her Karen. Karen on here shaking my head. I paid for the suite. If I wanted, if I wanted you in the suite, Kelly, I could have paid for that as well. Your nephews and daughter have seen worse on Instagram if they already live in LA. Welcome to LA. So yeah, I I'm gonna ask you, Chip Brown. Where do you stand on this? Who's in the right and who's in the wrong? Is Listen, everybody's in the right. right. Everybody's, everybody's right. right. Everybody's right. Um, it, you know, Blueface is getting the attention he wants. He's he he needs he needs to pump up his album or his concert tickets or something. So <laughs> he's trying to build up his cred with his audience and. Kelly is, you know, trying to look out for the kids in the suite next door or whatever. And those two do not cross paths. Their demographics do not, <laughs> they do not intersect. What you mean? They I like both of them. Huh? I like both of them. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, so days. they live in different worlds. This is okay. This is okay. Blue face has got his shtick he's got to live up to it he wants you know he he was sending out those those social media reels right yeah yeah so he's he's like i'm at the rams game i got cinnamon and misty and sugar <laughs> pants over here and we're all chilling they're giving me a little they're getting me hyped for the game oh not cinnamon and misty <laughs> or whatever you know and then you got kelly stafford over here yeah who's looking out for the family entertainment probably doesn't want those girls anywhere near her husband um but that's okay they're both right in their little worlds they don't intersect i i i get this one so we don't you know, Kelly said her beef. She needs to just, you know, hang out. And Blueface is doing his thing. And if he's paying big money for that suite, yeah, he can have the strippers in there. Like the Rams didn't tell him he couldn't. The Rams didn't kick him out. The Rams didn't come in there and say, uh, honey, you need to put some clothes on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That we know of? I didn't see it. Security didn't, yeah. Security didn't show up and say, oh, ladies, uh, you need to go back to the strip club. You need to go back to stage nine. Yeah. You don't get to stay here and watch the game today. Uh, no matter how much Blueface is uh, putting in your G-string. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? <laughs> you ain't wrong. Did I miss? You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Hey, I feel Blueface, man. It is what it is. You got to provide some sort of extra entertainment if you can. And if you got it, then go ahead on, man. Go ahead on. You making it rain, doing it all. What I would tell Kelly Statford, her husband is a former Georgia Bulldog. Georgia has some of the greatest strip clubs in the world. So she has to know. I don't know if they met. In Athens, or if she's a Texas gal, you know, 
I don't know. So I feel like she should know, but she's also a mom now. So her views. She's watching Dora the Explorer. That's what I'm saying. But also, like, you can focus on the field, though, Kelly, you know? You don't have to focus on the rump shaking and all the rumbling and stumbling goodness that's going on at Blueface Suite. Watch the game. Focus on your husband because that has to be nerve-wracking, isn't it? Like, every snap your husband takes, he could get Joe Theismann. So I'd be more worried about that going on than what Blueface has going on, you know? But hey, it's fine. I get it. She's a mom. She doesn't want all that um, wildness going on. And yeah, she she said she yeah, said her wild days day. are over. She's her days at the strip club. You know, hanging out with Matt at the strip club. Yo, those days are gone, man. Back in in day two. Now she's got kids. She's watching Dora the Explorer with Sniper the Fox and the backpack. And, you know, I get it. I get it. We got people living in in different worlds. I get what Blueface is doing. (laughs) You got to pump it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. By the way, um, just to piggyback off of another right call topic that we have this week, Joe Smith, he gone. He left old girl. Oh, the girl, uh, his wife had an OnlyFans, or excuse me, it was her girlfriend, his girlfriend, the one that had the OnlyFans. Yeah, he left. He walked out. He left the crib. Hey, so she's maybe he's, now. Have you checked in on our, our man? Uh, um, oh, God. Former Longhorn. Big man. Tristan Thompson? No, the... Oh, Kai Jones. Kai Jones. Yo, he's putting out workout videos like crazy. I pick him up. He's back. Yo, he he looks good, man. Looks athletic. Looks springy. Hey, he's the only person thus far that's ever dunked on Victor Wimbanyama. So that should say something. In the summer league, Kai Jones caught him on a poster. So it was an alley-oop. Wimpenyama was kind of ducking, looking around at Kai Jones on his head. Now, again, that Madubalabla got us something going on. He ain't all there. But Kai Jones talented, man. You can have somebody with him. You can let them see a shrink. Y'all got the money. It's the NBA. Take a yeah. risk. You know, he didn't need to be in Charlotte. Charlotte is so toxic. Every one of their players has luggage. So that's the that ain't the right place for Kai Jones to be. But He's a Texas alum. The dude still has a lot of potential. He can't be over 23. You know, let, let him – somebody needs to pick him up. At least give him a G League opportunity. But, yeah, man, right now he's just in the lab putting out highlight videos. Hopefully he could get noticed. But he might be having to call some European numbers in a little See, bit. Blueface is putting out videos to pump up his brand. And Kai Jones is putting out videos to get his brand back in the game. Yeah, but those same videos that Kai Jones has put out have hurt his brand. Yeah, he doesn't need to be doing rap. He don't need to be rapping. He doesn't need to be doing what Blueface is doing anymore. Or the TikTok videos. He can't be doing that either. He just... Keep doing those push-up videos. And workouts and, like, shoot a rack of... 
of, you know, 25 balls from three and show everybody. Yeah, you know, everybody that touch, man. That's what I'm saying. Right. Show, remind people why you were drafted. Yeah. Because they've seen too many of your TikTok reels. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. The worst one was when he was dancing at the soccer game, his ladies' soccer game. He's on the sideline. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> by himself, like looking like he's on something. Looking like he's on that flavor flame. That's what he's looking like. Yeah. Like he's flavor. on that flavor flame, man. Dude, Yo, I man, where are we at on our picks? We just, we just stopped doing it because you were absent like four Fridays in a row. We you got picks on our picks. You got picks? I got to throw something at you. Let's yeah. go. Let's get it. All right, right now. Oh, well, hold on. Let me pull up. Let me pull up what Vegas is talking about. But, yeah, man, we need to get back on that. Are you ready for my picks? Yeah, you have to go. All right, I'm taking Oklahoma State. What's the line? Six. I get Oklahoma State plus six at home. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying they're going to cover. I like that, though. I like Ollie that. Gordon, don't let me down. All right, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to take, is the line still four? Because I'm going to take K-State to cover the four. Ooh. Uh, yep, mine's still four. All right, I'll take K-State. I think Texas wins 23-20. Um, so I got K state and then, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to go with Georgia at home over Mizzou. I'm not buying it. Mizzou <laughs> not buying it. Mizzou. Mine is 15. 15. And is it 15? Uh, yeah, one of these sites is 15. I don't know what you we, Okay, we're going by ESPN. Okay, what's it say there? I figure that's the easiest. Um, Let me get you that. It's the least I can do. All right. Georgia, Missouri, the line is 15 and a half. Yeah. I don't know. That's high. Luther Burton's nice. Brock Bauer's still out. I don't know. Are right, you talking me out of that one? No, nah, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, you know what's going on. That's all. Well, I thought about either that or taking the Wyoming Cowboys minus six at home against Colorado State. Oh damn! But don't tell my son I'm picking against his school. Yeah, you got you to gotta do what you got to do. Ty could be all right. All right, then I'll – I just think – I mean, who's Missouri beating? Kansas State. At home. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Missouri on the road has beaten Vanderbilt in Kentucky. 
Yo, don't on, sleep man. on that Vanderbilt win. It's probably distracting with all that construction they got going on at that stadium. That's a disgrace to the SEC, what Vanderbilt's doing. Like, I no, get I'm it. Sticking, I don't care about academics, but damn. I'm sticking with Georgia, minus 15 and a half. All right. So K-State, Oak State, and Georgia. What you got? All right, man. Taylor Heineke time. It starts now, baby. It starts now. They got the Vikings coming in. Falcons minus four taking the Falcons. Blowout. B. John Robinson and Taylor Heineke is going to be the best thing you've seen since Aikman and Emmett. Come on, man. Come on. Let's go. uh, On top of the uh, NFC South right now. About to get home field advantage. Let's go, Falcons. That's one for that ass. Next one, Cowboys plus three, taking the boys. The Wait, link. so the you got link. the Falcons minus three and a half? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Cowboys. Boys. Going to the link. Handling their business. Dak's hot right now. He's confident. Yo, if Sam Howe could do it, Dak can do it. If Sam Howe could put up points like that, and I'll take C.D. Lamb over Terry McLaurin, not by much, but I'll take him. I'll take that roster that the Cowboys have over the Commanders, even though the Eagles won both of those games. The Commanders making those dudes work. The Eagles still feel like they're figuring stuff out. You know, Deron Bland on A.J. Brown, lock up. This ain't the Des Bryant X either. This means lock up, clamps. I got the Cowboys plus the points, man. Let's go. Cowboys plus three. Yep, let's get it. And then last one. Where are we gonna go here? Oh yeah, Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins. Take the Dolphins points. plus yeah. one and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take the points. I don't care how mad Patrick Mahomes is. You're going all the way up to Germany. You know, they all they wanted to blame Brittany Matthews or Brittany Mahomes last week for getting Patrick sick. Ain't that cold? They always blaming her for shit. She don't deserve that, man. She a little crazy. You know, she she a little out there with her screaming, ah, Patrick. Ah! Well, aren't you the one who pointed out that she didn't really like Patrick until he started getting good at football? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, so she, but she's loyal, though. Like, it was in high school. It wasn't like, you know, she jumped on the train when he got drafted. They right. were in high school sweethearts. So she did kind of, you know. She was with angry. someone else in high school. Yeah, she's older than him. I want to say when she was a senior, he was a junior. So she was playing hard to get. And he stuff. was crazy about her. Yeah. Yep. And when now. He came around once he started, you know, becoming a starter at quarterback. <laughs> what are you trying to In high school, though. I know. At White House High School. Yeah, I don't, you can't count that. That's loyal to me. She ride or die. Okay. She, she ride right. or die. She got handshakes with Taylor Swift and stuff. She oh, yeah. ride or die. But, right. yeah, man. We're, I, we're, we're good with Brittany. We're good with Brittany. Yeah, yeah. She's a Raider and all, but she ride or die. Brittany Mahomes. Brittany Mahomes. I still call her Brittany Matthews. It took her a while to really cuff that. Oh, because you knew her when she was maiden name. Yes. Yeah, they, they just been together for, like, two years. I mean, married for two years. So, okay. He went the LeBron James route. Sometimes you gotta make sure, like, okay, when I get this money and all the endorsements, are you that same woman? You know, because LeBron and his wife, even though he got kids that are like 20, I want to say they didn't get married till like five, six years ago. Like LeBron, you knew, but LeBron was like, Do I though? Do do I do I really? Yeah. You know, is this woman gonna 
turn on me when I get this lifetime Nike contract. Yeah. He has it. So what's see, somebody on the code of text line, 512-222-9328 talking about she a gold digging blonde. Come on, man. She's Larissa Pippen. <laughs> Larsa. Larsa. Uh, she ain't Larsa. Larsa, cold-blooded snake. You better Larsa that grass before Larsa is a gold digger's gold digger. Oh my god. She wants that Pippin fortune and she wants some hooks into the Jordan fortune. She wants to make sure mama gets paid. Oh wow. Yeah. She wants, to, think... she, she wants to have buy an island money. Yeah, the only people that have screwed over those Chicago Bulls are Isaiah Thomas and Larsa Pippen. That's it. Those are the only ones. Joe Dumars and Bill Lambeard and Larsa Pippen, they're in the same category. She's a bad boy piston. She's a bad boy piston, yeah. She needs to in be the a eyes of Scotty yeah. and Michael. Mm. Uh -oh. We have run over. Yeah, where they at? There he is. Money bags. What up, money bags? Yeah, player. Those are no longer lasers. Those are the uh, strobe lights for me partying in Vegas here in a couple of weeks after I collect that 7K. Did you see the Queen video I sent you? Yeah, that was great. So Brian I May rocking the Rangers last night in Dallas. I'm assuming that those guys have a chance to do that from time to time, but that's not an every night thing. Or maybe... No you go to whatever city you're in and, and you wear the most recent championship Jersey, but it's not always just a handful of nights later, you know? And they only put that on for, we are the champions. That's very poetic. I'm yep. glad that they fine tuned their acts to pluck that low hanging fruit and feed it to the audience. Cause I'm assuming that it's the loudest the audience got all night. Crazy. Now, ask you about a couple of other queen songs and whether they perform those. Fire away. Fat bottom girls. Yes. Yeah. Hell yes. Bicycle my race. Favorite one. I'll send you that one too. Cause it, he sang Adam Lambert sang that right in front of us. Bicycle race. Bicycle. Yeah. I'll send yeah. you that one too. Yeah. It was and Adam Lambert's voice is insane. You got a good voice. That dude can sing. Got a good voice and he's got really good abs too. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a showman. Yeah. I thought you hey, never asked to fill in for Freddie Mercury as Queen's frontman. Yeah. yeah you hey, Trey, I never asked you what were the kids for Halloween since you missed Game Four. Mm, yeah, my daughter <sighs> was a werewolf. Wow. It was a cool costume, but she ended up realizing that the uh, fiberglass latex mask, not very comfortable to wear from house to house. So she was essentially wearing the wolf body. <laughs> I think she abandoned the, the gloves too. So she was just wearing the wolf body running around with one of her friends who was also half wolf, half nine-year-old. And then my son was a pirate. Very adorable. Yeah. So they didn't go with like the Disney characters this year. Thank you for that, Chip. They didn't go with the uh, Disney characters this year, the cartoon characters. They went, uh, they went more generic, and I, I think that was, that was a little bit more enjoyable than if they were dressed up as Power Rangers or members of Paw Patrol. 
Yeah. Now, no razor blades or Molly that looks like M&M's in the bag, huh? I, I hate to spoiler alert everybody on this one because I know this is an annual part of the Fright Fest that is Halloween. Nobody's putting razor blades in apples. There was one example of that from back in the day, and that was a dad who did it to his own kid. Shame on him. Oh and the whole poison and candy thing, I, maybe if you're going to really seedy neighborhoods, but nobody's getting poisoned in their candy. Everybody's buying the candy at the, the same places, the grocery stores, the wall. Zay, did you go get your discounted candy? Oh, no, man. I forgot. I forgot. Still some left. It's going to be all uh, red licorice at this point. But you what's, your, what's your go-to, to Zay? What's your go-to? Reese's? Your go-tos? Yeah. Good Reese's. Reese's? Yeah. Reese's mm-hmm. peanut butter cups or Reese's pieces? Uh, peanut butter cups, Reese's Pieces, trash. I don't not. I do not like Reese's Pieces. Yeah, I'm with you on that. If I'm going with the uh, the chocolate peanut combination, it's going to be a peanut M M&M, and M. Yeah. Like in terms of the uh, the poppables like that. Yeah. Chip, you're a Reese's guy too, right? Say yeah. that again. Reese's, Reese's and Twix. Yeah. Twix is a good option. Twix is underrated. And these. These little things, these Snickers things. Oh, yeah, Snickers peanut butter. Snickers peanut butter is good. So is that a Snickers but with peanut butter instead of peanuts? I think think so. Hmm. Here, let me me tell you. (laughs) Break this down for you. All right, so it's got everything that a Snickers has got, but you add some peanut butter in there. So they do still have the the full peanuts, too? Yep, there's a full peanut right there. Okay. I don't Uh, know about that one, though. So what is it? So it has everything, but it adds a layer of peanut butter, too. Yeah, that that sounds good. That does sound good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I got to try it. What is the... Is it the Milky Way? No, it's not the Milky Way. There's a candy bar that's like Snickers, but without the peanuts, and it's not nearly as good. Maybe it is Milky mm. Way. It looks tasty. Yeah, it might be Milky Way. Halloween candy. Oh, my son's calling me. Hey, he's calling me from Spain, so I got to hop. All right, I'll stay. Hey. That sounds like hey. a lie to me, but you enjoy <laughs> your a, son's phone call. Have a great weekend. You too, man. <laughs> Talk to you on the other side, Chip. <laughs> That's a hell of an Irish goodbye, right? Oh my gosh! He definitely crushed his kid. I, I don't. I don't fault him for that. I do that with my kids sometimes, but he was ready to go.